Hey, hey, hey. Welcome to the Energy Report with me, your host, Rebecca Conran, on the New Story Podcast. This week we are looking at the astrological aspects and the energy for September the 2nd through the 8th of 2019. This week we have no planets changing signs. We do, however, have some powerful aspects Um, And we are now in the new nine vibration of September. Nine is the number of wisdom and responsibility. And the ultimate goal for this number is to serve humanity with selflessness and compassion. In August, we connected to empowerment and disempowerment with the eight energy. Now we put that information into action. So this week, I'm doing something a little bit different. We're not going to actually, there are some aspects going on, some of them are positive, some of them are ones that are really going to rub us the wrong way. Um, Instead of just focusing on what those might be, I'm just going to talk of the energy on a whole this week um, and what I've been noticing with my clients. First of all, the theme for this week that I've chosen is I can love and be loved from an infinite supply available to me. I can love and be loved from an infinite supply available to me. The tarot card I pulled this week is the Two of Cups. So two is a number that is connected symbolically to the Divine Feminine and really to the Divine Mother. Our receptivity is—it uh, also calls to mind, um, you know, being able to receive love, be in the energy of love, um, and feel connected to nurturance um, from our inner mother and the divine mother um, uh, that is always available to us as well. But more than anything, this card is about the powerful alchemy of using your inner energy to magnetize what you want towards yourself without exerting your willpower. So I'll just say that again for you. This is about you being able to magnetize what you want to attract through your being, not through your doing. Hard to do. Very, very hard to do. Cups are emotional and feeling oriented. And this card often brings positive feelings up. You know, people like to say that it's one of the romantic love cards in tarot. And that can be true in specific readings, but really this is about attraction. We are preparing ourselves for a deeper level of love is what this card says. And by we, I mean those who are choosing to align with the deepest truth that there is, that we are love. What kind of love have you been attracting so far in your work, your friendships, your romantic connections? And, you know, I say that, but I know for all of us, even though you may have uh, difficult experiences with love in some places, I know that there are other places where there is unconditional love. Even if we're talking about the love that your animals have for you or certain friends that you've known forever, there is always some element of a good loving connection in our lives, even when we have some other you know, fraught connections too. So with this card, we're asking, 
what kind of love are we attracting that maybe doesn't feel good? You know, we're looking at that. We're looking at, um, I just lost my place. Okay, yes. So what kind of love have we been attracting so far in our work, our friendships, our romantic connections? We attract to us what we are and what we believe we deserve. We don't get what we want. We get what we believe. So this card is actually a reminder that relationships are projections of us. Our experience is a projection of us. Um, What we see and don't like in our relationships is a mirror to an unconscious belief that we have about ourselves. So we're being asked with this tarot card to be aware of this element and to consider how we are currently attracting love towards ourselves. You know, also, um, it, are we sharing and loving outwardly? You know, that's an important thing for us to connect to, too. How loving are we really being? Are we being miserly about love? Um, it's asking us to make adjust, adjust, adjustments in the flow of love for us. You know, it doesn't, love doesn't just go one way. It has to flow both ways. So we need to be um, loving fully, outwardly, and able to receive as well. So this card is about asking us to make adjustments in how we receive Um, what's the type of love that would fulfill us and are we really open to receiving that so the two of cups and then on the other hand two of cups might mean that there is a romantic relationship coming in for you that you have done this work and that you have made yourself more available to the type of love that you want and so this may be um, an energy that you might tap into this week and for everybody it will be different um I try to shy away from using language like, um, you know, this is an amazing day for romance or whatever in my reports because I think that's pressuring language because it's not really how astrology or our human experience works. You know, there's no guarantees for how the energy is going to manifest for each of us. Sometimes on a day that seems like there are a lot of positive astrological aspects, what will be positive for you is to feel your feelings, and those feelings might be difficult ones. You know, each of us are doing our part, and each day is different based on our unique experience, even though, you know, some of the overarching themes we are experiencing are definitely similar. What I'm saying is don't believe you're missing the mark just because you're in the weeds. You know, if you're feeling it, you're healing it. And just because we get a card like the Two of Cups, you know, um, it doesn't necessarily mean that like a lover's coming into our life, you know. And just because there's a day when Mars is conjunct Venus and that's, you know, on paper looks like a really positive energy, um, we might not feel it that way. What might be positive for us is that we really consider some of the darker shadowy aspects for us. So you know, I try to stay away from, um, like expectation, I guess, astrological expectation that, oh, if these placements are here, it should be good. I should feel good. Um, because sometimes on a new moon and, you know, everything is nice and fresh and new and beautiful and we're setting new intentions, we might feel like shit, you know, and that's totally normal. That's how we're interacting with the energy. So what we're being asked to do is move day to day and really consider our needs and, and, um, and really 
be compassionate to ourselves no matter what's happening. So the ritual this week is cultivating loving feelings. You know, the love that you send out into the world is an important part of your purpose. Humans are really so good at making up excuses for why situations and people and other beings don't deserve love or somehow deserve something less than unconditional love. And especially we do this towards ourselves. This is the oldest lie that humans have accepted. It doesn't matter what you've done in this life. You are still worthy of love. Love is not something to be withheld. We have no right to do so. When we withhold love from others, we withhold it from ourselves. I'm not saying that we need to engage with anyone or even speak this love to others, especially if they're toxic people in our lives. I'm talking about holding love in your body as your energetic vibration. I'm talking about you meeting each situation with the idea of how may I put more love into this. Sometimes to be loving, we, should, we must be separate from people who are in situations which are oppressive and violent and very difficult for us, okay? But we also need to understand where there is suffering, where there is bad behavior, where there is opp- oppression and where there is violence, there is a lack of love. There is a lack of compassion. There is a lack of love that is causing those issues to arise. So where there's suffering, bad behavior, oppression, violence, we need to ask ourselves, how may I serve this with love? That doesn't mean you have to do something or go and um, hug an oppressive person. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying that to serve it with love, we have to apply the vibration of love to it within us. We need to feel love towards these um, really fractured parts of our society. Um, Love doesn't require you to do anything or put up with terrible behaviors. It does require that you be in a state of loving. This is hard to do. This is our like biggest purpose that we can be in. This week, the ritual is to, at all costs, cultivate loving feelings towards all things, especially towards yourself and any guilt, shame, judgment, or fears that are coming up. The answer is always love more. Okay, so again, this week, um, you know, our theme, our theme is I can love and be loved from an infinite supply available to me. And I think there's a lot of material just within the tarot card, the ritual and the theme this week. We do have some powerful aspects going on with the planets Um, across the board. The same sort of things that we have been that I've been talking about in the last two energy reports with this influx of Virgo energy. So I really recommend re-listening to those um, if you missed them because uh, or rereading the newsletters that are available on my website www.rebeccaconran.com under newsletters you can see the last two newsletters and um, we're really just in this holding pattern of this energy this new discernment this really practical self-care this uh, getting clear for ourselves on what we want now. We've changed. The society has changed. The co- collective consciousness has changed. And we're in a lot of uncertainty. So 
basically, I have some pointers on the path this week. So number one, we're living in a time of extreme projected fear. Okay, we are living in a time of extreme projected fear. We're living in a time when it's much easier to be pulled into fear due to the influx of negative media we are constantly meeting. Yes, the issues in the Amazon are so, so important. But do you know that a lot of the images that were shared around the Amazon fires um, are actually images that are old, that were images from when California was burning last year, those terrible fires. Um, not everything that we see is actually the reality. Now, I'm not saying that there are not fires happening in the Amazon. They are, and they are alarming, and they require us to pay attention. But the sole purpose of what is shared on social media and media in general is to elicit a response. And that's what it does. It elicits fear. It's scary. And really, you know, um, what I have noticed is if I make a post on Instagram and I'm venting and I'm bitching and I'm pissed about something, I will get like 300 fucking likes. If I post something positive and uplifting, I will get between 15 and 60 likes. This is because... People like the feeling that they get from being in fear, from being stressed out, from life seeming to be hopeless, okay? We are chronically addicted to it as a society. We love it. I'm saying that you love it unconsciously. We are like, mmm, drama, give me more of that. It's so amazing for us to have that juicy bit of gossip, that juicy tidbit of gossip about celebrities You know, we just love to pick up the tabloids in the aisle of the grocery store. We love to see all of this stuff. We can't help but follow Donald Trump on Twitter just because we like that influx of drama and crisis. And don't fool yourself to think that it's anything other than that. We like it. We get off on the fear and the drama. It takes a lot for you to focus your intention, to focus your mind, your emotions on things that are uplifting. But guess what? They fucking exist. They exist. There are so many loving human beings in the world right now that will never be famous, that will never be in the news, that will never um, be written up in the history books, that are doing good, that are loving their neighbor, that are taking care of the environment, There is a lot of goodness. Sometimes we are so privileged to witness it. I think often of uh, Malala, you know, that schoolgirl who was shot in the head by the Taliban. And I think of that one little girl and her huge heart and her huge light and how many millions and millions of people she affected. She affected that one person. So... Don't ever think that light and love is less effective than fear. It's actually more effective, but you have to really focus on it. You have to really allow yourself to go, wow, I really do get drawn into fear and crisis. There is a part of me that is addicted to it. 
And you have to really work to disconnect from it. Um, there are scary aspects in our life, absolutely. And ultimately, we fear death. We fear the death of humanity. But life will go on on Earth. It will go on. Humans may not be here forever, but life will find a way. Nature always finds a way. And we are part of nature. Okay, so things are dire. We are having to really look at the collective fear of death because that's really what it means for our environment to be so pushed to the brink. We need to look at our connection to our infinite souls. We need to look at the inevitability of death for all of us. It is a certainty that we are all going to die at some point. It is a certainty that that death will probably be, even under the most perfect circumstances, very difficult. It's not easy to get old for your body to break down and then to pass away. It never will be. So these are things that always require our reconciliation. And that is what we're doing on a, collect, uh, on a collective basis right now as well. So my advice, though, is to remember the future is unwritten. Focus on solution-oriented thoughts. What can I do today? What can I do in my community? What can I do to help others next to me in my vicinity? What's within my means? All of those little acts of love and compassion and kindness make waves in our collective. They are all important. They are all important. It's not more important to fly into, you know, the Amazon and fight the fires. It's as important to show love and compassion where you are right now and take care of what you can in your, where you are as it is to be anywhere else. So there's a lot of solution that we can create in our, in our vicinity, in our community. Focus on that. Okay, the future is unwritten. Remember that always. And because the future is unwritten, remember that there's always possibility. And we need to keep our minds focused on solution-oriented po possibilities. Doctors know that if a patient is sick and doesn't believe they will get better, they probably won't. Sometimes it's so hard to retain hope, but there is always a higher perspective that we can connect to that supports peace moment to moment. Okay, so we want to, yes, we are in a time of extreme projected fear, but we have to be mindful to not keep creating more fear by only connecting to those energies and avenues. It will take work for you to connect into the things that are beautiful, that you're grateful for, that are wonderful, the love, the compassion. There is a lot of that energy here. You have to really seek it out because we are seeking out our addictions right now, and it will take work to overcome that. So my second pointer on the path, we are all experiencing uncertainty. It's not just you, darlings. All of us have a hard time pinning down exactly what we want and how to go about putting the pieces together. This feels to me that it has to do with the massive consciousness shifts we're going through these last few years. Everything has changed, and yet in some ways it does feel like nothing seems to be moving. Um, I find the more patient and faithful I am to myself, the more that doors open synchronistically. 
but this takes extreme effort sometimes to sit with my own anxiety and to parent it with compassion and encouragement. It's hard to say no to things that aren't good fits for you and also be in the unknowing of if the thing that you really want is ever going to come along. That takes deep resolve, deep patience, um, and it takes sitting with anxiety and being encouraging to yourself and being in a resolve of um, optimism and faith in yourself, okay? It's hard to do, but it's not impossible, I promise you. The third pointer on the path, our thoughts create and solidify our reality. Okay, my generation, the Chiron and Gemini generation, understands that healing is about a shift in perspective. It's our gift that we give back to the collective after acknowledging and working to heal the wound. Okay, that's my generation. And anyone who's listening, it's got Chiron and Gemini. That is uh, the work that we are on the forefront of, okay? Which is managing our own thoughts, managing our own perspective, managing our inner voice, knowing that um, there's nothing more important than managing thoughts, perspective, and inner voice because it influences everything you do and create for yourself. It's hard to rewrite your thoughts and to manage them. And before you will see results, you will absolutely feel insane at times, confused, and like your head might just blow right off your body. But again, when you're in those moments of intensity, intensity, that is actually when you're able to integrate wisdom for yourself. Get support around accountability to yourself or someone to help bounce ideas off of or validate intuitions. It can be a major help. It's so important right now that we focus our thoughts clearly, that we focus on what we want, that we understand our ability to create through our thoughts. Very, very important work that we're doing right now in the collective. And guess what? It might seem like nothing's really being done because this is all internal work, but there, you are doing a lot. I promise you that. My fourth pointer on the path for this week. Do not underestimate the power of practical self-care. Sometimes people tell me that they've tried everything, and I know that they haven't, because when you actually do try everything, you find solutions. I was a suicidal drug addict from a toxic childhood. I'm going to tell you, practical tools do work, but it's hard to get the discipline together to actually enact them. I cannot state enough how important food Movement, meditation, and grounding art. They are the foundations of wellness. Healing is not an event. You are not going to wake up one day after attending a class or something and just be different without putting in the day-to-day effort. If you are having a hard time right now, clean up your diet. Eliminate alcohol and coffee. Cut back on sugar and gluten. Sit with yourself every morning and breathe. Again, support helps. I have never regretted the investment I put in financially, emotionally, mentally towards my self-care. I promise you, you have not tried everything if you are still in a place of um, depression and anxiety and, and hopelessness. There are other things to try, but it, it means that we have to be open to really doing things differently 
we have to really commit to that. And that's hard. It's hard. All of this is not easy stuff. Okay. I'm not saying any of this lightly. Practical self-care is the hardest thing anybody can do, but it is really the foundation of wellness. So rely on those practical tools, get support, get help. Um, and, uh, and, and know that, you know, it hurts when you're healing. It hurts. It's always darkest before the dawn. Okay. What other, um, what other little quotes can I give you? Um, chaos always precedes new life. <laughs> Let me see if I've got anything else in there for you today. I don't. I got nothing else for you. That's it. So just to recap, this week, September 2nd through the 8th, the theme is I can love and be loved from an infinite supply available to me. The theme, uh, the tarot is about focusing on what we're attracting through our thoughts and through our being. The ritual, cultivating love, the love that you send out into the world is an important part of your purpose. The notes on the week, we're having a hard time in our collective because of so much extreme projected fear bouncing around. You have to really apply discipline to tap in to the beauty, the love, the love, the compassion available to us, the wonderful aspects of life. It's there. Are you looking for it? Second, we're all experiencing uncertainty. If you're uncertain right now, don't beat yourself up about it, okay? When it doesn't serve you to not know what comes next, you will know what comes next, okay? Somehow it is serving you to be in the place that you are, even if you're uncertain. The path will open up ahead of you when this time is no longer serving you. Third, our thoughts create and solidify our reality. Keep your thoughts focused on solution-oriented uh, matters. Keep your thoughts open to possibility. Don't just watch the stories you're creating in your mind, okay? Finally, do not underestimate the power of practical self-care. And the Virgo energy really helps us with that. All right, I'm going to get off my, my soapbox now for the day. And believe you me, loves, I have to apply all of this to me too. And I take it very seriously because when I, when I tap into these mes messages from spirit, these are messages from, for all of us. And I have to do the work day in and day out as well. I don't take it, I don't take it lightly. Um, I'm not just saying all of these things and then... Um, and taking it lightly. It's work. It's hard for me too at times. It requires discipline and patience and restraint sometimes. It requires sitting in an anxious place and a place of unknowing. But it can be done. It can be done. And it can be done with grace and ease. And I just want to say, if you're still listening, uh, I want to say thank you to you. Thank you for being responsible for yourself. Thank you for caring about your wellness. Thank you for being a being who is trying their hardest to uh, create new avenues um, for the world around us. Thank you. Um, thank you to all the patrons of the Energy Report. If you'd like to become a patron or a donor, uh, you can see the show notes. Um, 
uh, for the links for that. I have a retreat coming up October 11th through 13th in New York. If you are interested in my coaching packages, uh, my one-on-one private mentorship, or um, any of my sessions, check out my website, uh, www.rebeccaconran.com. Shoot me an email. All right, loves, I will talk to you next week. Bye.